Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast, where we just really love good coffee. So grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Snobs Podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm here with my friend Aaron. Hello, hello. And we are recording this on almost the last day of the year, December the 30th. So it's the end of the year. We thought what more appropriate than to do a year-end review, like a recap show. So talk about some of the uh, things we've learned since we started the podcast, things that we've learned about coffee and all that other good stuff. So anyway, Aaron, what does Santa Claus bring you for Christmas this year? Well... My sister came in clutch. My sister lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and there is a coffee roaster in Chattanooga, Velo Coffee, uh, and they do some really good stuff, like make some really good coffee. I've been to their shop multiple times, and she's come in uh, and brought me multiple uh, boxes. I got uh, two boxes for my for my birthday in June, and they come in little boxes, and she got me a... Central Costa Rica. Uh, I've got the box in front of me. It's a washed. Uh, it is from a harvest of April 2019. Uh, it tells you the ti- the size. Um, it gives you the elevation. Um, it gives, uh, let's see, first phase. I mean, it gives you... Lots of a, details. Oh, dude, a ton of details, which you know I love. Um, He's a nerd. And so... I mean, it really, it really goes into a lot of detail. It's one of the things that I like about Velo. Um, in all of their roasts, they have a lot of details. So uh, it's been really nice. But I also got a one to three cup uh, little baby Chemex. Is that like Baby Yoda? It is like the it, very dude, poor it joke is, there. No, um, it, it is a is a cute little thing. I don't make when I make coffee. I don't make uh, big batches. I make single, a lot of single serving stuff. Um, so, so wait a minute. So think about this for efficiency's sake. Rather than making like 10 pour over V60s a day, why not make a couple baby Yoda one mm. to three cups? But I guess it wouldn't stay warm for long. So I don't no, know. Th- that is the problem with this, which if anybody knits out there, I will send you the specifications, the size, and I would love a little knitted sweater for my baby Kim X. Preferably green. With, uh, with protruding ears. <laughs> with protruding ears. No, seriously, like that is the one flaw with this little Kim X. I don't think the glass is as thick as a larger one. Okay. Matter of fact, um, this one already has a defect, which uh, I sent oh, no. for a return and already got one uh, in the mail today. Yeah. Oh, cool. I took mine back to Cole's. And got a replacement today, so pretty excited about it. Um, it I think cool. it'll fit me. It's got the a, a bummer side of it. It takes the little hand uh, filters where you have to fold them a certain way. So okay. that's the that's it's a that's a down bummer. But hey, uh, like all for coffee, right? Hey man, you're living the good life. 
Yeah. Uh, cool. So what about you? Man, I must have been a good little boy this year. Um, in my stocking, I had some Enderly. Got to love Tony and the guys down there. Oh, yeah. I had uh, an Ethiopian natural process, and uh, Enderly does a great job with their roasting. And I also got a bag uh, from Merit Roasters out of San Ooh. Antonio. And I think you've had their stuff before. Oh, yeah, dude. I went When I was in San Antonio, I brought back two bags of Merit. Yeah. Really enjoyed, uh, was able to go to... I don't think it's one of their flagship locations, but it is one of their locations where they uh, serve and they do a really good job. Yeah. So I got another blend uh, from Merit, like a seasonal, almost like a holiday type blend that was also from Ethiopia. And this might sound odd, but the beans are like really small, smaller than heirloom beans. Yeah. Heirloom beans. Uh, Anyway, they're, they're very good and tasty. So I got two bags of coffee and one of my good friends gave me a, a Kalita. Ooh, a little flat bottom. So if for those of you that don't know, a Kalita is a single-serve pour-over type vessel. It has a flat bottom, whereas like the typical V60 is more conical a, in shape, and it just has like a central a drip, drip point. It's more of a V style. A v. Would, someone, would, someone, so would some say a V60 V60 is like a V? And how ironic is that? Anyway... Got a, uh, a Kalita and um, have made a few cups with that. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, a, it, can, it can definitely produce a different taste um, because of the way the water sits in the bed of coffee. So, yeah, I think, having that I think flat you'll bottom, enjoy that. It's, it's been interesting. Like, um, it just it, it, it produces a little bit different taste than, than a V60. So, yeah. All righty. Yeah. Well, so on to today's topic. Uh, Aaron, as we conclude this year, we've had a pretty, pretty darn good year on the Dude, Coffee Snobs podcast. We have. Uh, I I can't speak for you or Chad, who's not with us, but I have learned a lot about just podcasting in general and even more so about coffee. Oh, so, yeah. So let's take it back. Um, we started this show in, what, maybe June? Sometime late spring, summer this year. Um, and I feel like I've really learned a good bit. Hopefully you, the listener, uh, share that sentiment, but Aaron, what do you, uh, what's some highlights for you, uh, for the coffee snobs podcast in 2019? Yeah. For the coffee snobs podcast, um, there's been a lot of highlights, but for me in coffee 2019, me specifically has been a, uh, we'll say a blooming year i mean like my, <laughs> like my coffee <laughs> my my coffee uh journey has just gone crazy which super exciting what's coming in 2020 is going to be really exciting like we've lined up a few things but taking it back to 19 i mean we got to experience a lot of coffee from all across the united states um got to experience some really good like variations and really kind of dial in what type of bean that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really found out for me that uh, Ethiopian kind of no matter, no matter what, yeah, no matter, no matter the way that Ethiopian, uh, I don't think you've got to really screw up a bag of Ethiopian for, for me to not to enjoy it. And, um, 
So I really have loved that. I've started to pick up the differences in the roast and kind of kind mm-hmm. of understand it. So the the journey for me in the coffee has just been wild. I picked up a new machine this year. Uh, sold my Breville. An espresso got, machine. Yeah, I got another uh, espresso machine for the house. Uh, picked up a Gaza Classic Pro. Um, mm-hmm. And that that machine has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely fickle, which it's an Italian machine. And from what everyone has said, like an Italian machine is great when it's great and it is frustrating when it is frustrating and it and so it's 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 been a it's been a lot of fun um yeah i mean just she's i'm I'm looking through my google photos uh and 2019 almost every uh i have almost uh 2500 coffee photos this year Wow, that's quite Dude, a lot. That's probably, ridiculous. Probably a few more than me, but you it, are. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I've got to experience a lot of really good coffee. Um, what What about you, Tyler? Like, what's been some highlights for you, podcast related, non podcast related? What's some What's some things? Yeah. Um, well, not to copy you, but I really kind of found out that I too probably prefer Ethiopian coffees uh, the most. And I think I, I think perhaps because of the altitude that most of them are grown at, they, they typically have a more fruit-forward uh, profile. And that's just me personally. I like that more so than some of your earthy taste you might get from like a Central or South American bean. So I kind of learned that I prefer Ethiopian coffees. Um, and I guess, honestly, it was about the first of this year is when I really um, got serious about espresso because I received my current machine, if I'm not mistaken, about Christmas time last year. So I kind of spent yeah. the first few months um, actually learning how to properly grind you know, the beans and froth milk and all that fun stuff. So by now it's just second nature. Um, so Ethiopian coffee, having an espresso machine at home was good. Um, and I've really learned a lot just from, you know, Joe, our good friend, Joe Strothman yeah. coming on here about different brewing techniques, techniques that I did not really have a lot of experience with. And, um, I'll say probably the fourth thing is I've just met some really cool people uh, related to coffee. Some of the people in uh, Kannapolis on coffee shops, Concord, Charlotte, lots of good people who have been really willing to share knowledge about coffee. So it's really opened up my eyes to what coffee can be and what it can do. Yeah. So one of, one of the large takeaways uh, or let's say started me down a uh, coffee, hole? yeah, coffee journey to kind of like understand the bean a little bit better. Uh, was uh, back in July, Enderly had a two bags, one box series. So it was two bags of beans that came in one box from one farm, and it was from uh, uh, Costa Rica. 
and okay. it was a honey uh, washed and a natural processed uh, mm-hmm. honey process and natural process, and where you could actually it was from the same lot from the same farm, just the bean was done two different ways, and you could really start to tell the difference between a natural process and uh, another process. And so I really found out where I really enjoy a natural process. Like I, that's if, mm-hmm. if like the perfect combination for me would be an Ethiopian natural or like even yep. honeyed um, because of the way that it ferments, uh, man, like, that's your jam, yeah, dude. It's it's my jam, and and I and I would not have experienced that if Enderly Tony, the guys at Enderly, would have not done something like this because it it's hard. A lot of times, you get a bag of beans, and unless you have something to compare it to, you mm-hmm. don't you don't know. Like, okay, honey, what's the difference in honey? Well, I'm gonna have to wait till I finish this bag of beans. Or I've got to go find another bag of beans. Well, even if it's a, you know, a Costa Rica from a different lot, it's going to have set longer. It maybe have roasted differently. So because Enderly did one box, two bags set, man, you could really yeah. start to tell the difference. And it really kind of put me on a journey of really diving into. I think we we did a whole episode on the processes of coffee. We did. One of our earlier episodes, uh, I don't know, episode four or five, something like that, we talked about some of the different um, processes, washed, natural, honey, for um, getting the beans and different locations, stuff like that. So, yeah, Yeah. like like I said, all the coffee I've ever had from Enderly has been fantastic. They, I guess they'd probably do a few darker roasts, but they really seem to shine in the medium roast and light roast, which again, just a personal preference I prefer, but, uh, Enderly coffee has been some great stuff. Yeah. There have been there. There was another highlight this year related to coffee. And that was when I went to Minnesota, Minnesota, dude. When was that again? Remind us. That was in June. So that was like, I think, very at the beginning, but we didn't even talk about that trip. Mm-hmm. But that was like that was like the most epic coffee trip because I hit in one night. I hit uh, oh my gosh! Uh, I'm trying to look up the the photos, but I hit up six different coffee shops within like a. Uh, I did Dogwood Spy House. Playground, uh, I think it was uh, five watt, uh, and then there was two other ones we went to. Never heard I, of those, but I'm sure they're all good. Oh, dude, if you're in Minnesota, if we got any listeners in Minnesota, <laughs> look, we probably have a couple. You know, dude, Spy House, Spy House is incredible. If you're in Charlotte, Spy House would be. Think of like not just coffee that roast coffee. Uh-huh. I think a little birdie's told me that not just might be experimenting with roasting, but man, I that don't would know. Well, that would be exciting, wouldn't That'd it? That'd be cool. Uh yeah. So But, that, but Minnesota, I mean I had I, I went to a coffee shop that was very unique 
uh, Tyler, they made like gourmet coffee drinks. It was almost like like very dessertish. So same way like somebody would do a cocktail. Like a Starbucks? No, like dude, like like they were making like gourmet um almost like, like with, cocktails, but you know, like yes. high end cocktails, but coffee ish. Yeah, so like black sea salt uh on the top to very snobbish sounding. Oh That's dude. And it was incredible. Primo. That cool. that place that evening I got uh, I think it was nine different coffee beverages. And how how long did you stay awake with that much caffeine? I had a I had a face? flight that I had a flight that next day uh, at five a.m. So I literally did not go to sleep. I got to well, my hotel, hey. grabbed my bags, and just went to the airport and stayed up the entire night. It was a all lot in the name of coffee and research. Gotta love your dedication, B. Um. So another thing I've really learned about coffee this year is as, I, as I've gotten even more into it, I've learned that a lot of people really don't care about coffee, and that's okay. I've, I've kind of come to grips with that. Just because I like something, you know, it's fine if other people don't quite share that level of it. Like we've mentioned before, I've got family members who they just have their coffee routine. They just want a large cup of hot bean water in the morning they don't truly care what it tastes like but on the other end even though i feel like i would obviously call myself a coffee snob there's people out there who dwarf me in knowledge so Bro, i feel like put I'm us kinda, to shame yeah so on the one hand it's kind of cool because it you know gives us a lot of uh goals as far as new stuff to learn new people to meet for the coming year so uh Okay, so here's uh, a few uh, like cool places that uh, that we've hit that we haven't yet had the the opportunity to talk about. One of the places that we went to here recently was Knowledge Perk Coffee. Uh, I think Where was that? It's in I think it's in Rock Hill. Um, yeah, I think it's in Rock Hill. I'm not too familiar. It's, it's over in South Carolina, but they roast their own coffee. Very, very cool setup. Like they will even roast a profile for you and craft a bean for you. It, wow. It's a very, there, very cool place. Is there like a minimum on that? That doesn't seem very economical for them. They didn't say, but they've got from, from my conversation with them, they have multiple little roasters like little roasting machines and like it, it it's a great roasters. setup yes wow. micro roasters but they also have a larger one they even will allow you to to dose your own pour over so they have a pour over machine in the middle of the table and it's a mod uh i can't remember the brand but i think it's called bar mod or mod bar i think it's mod bar and it's got a pour over head and so mm -hmm. essentially you put your cup underneath it they put the coffee into a filter you put it in the top and like you make your own pour over wow that's it's interesting very very cool so you could work on one of the cool things would be working on like maybe the water technique of how to put in the water to see if it's different like there's some really cool things because they have it dialed in so they have the water extraction uh, water dispense dialed in. Very, very, very cool place. Incredibly knowledgeable staff. That's the one thing that I will say 
that blew me away about Knowledge Perk was the amount of knowledge. Now, I don't even know if that's why they did it, the name, but it was impressive. It was impressive. That was ironic. Yeah, that was, that was, so I'm hoping to go back soon. Uh, and I want you to go with me, Tyler. Yeah. I think I remember you talking about that briefly and that's again, not to keep repeating myself, but one thing I really enjoyed this year was, you know, meeting a lot of people who are passionate about coffee and just learning a lot from them. Um, was able to go to a lot of new locations I'd never been to before. So one thing I'd like to definitely continue for 2020 is to go and check out, obviously, local coffee shops. I don't seem to travel quite as much as you, but that's the goal is just to go meet good people, learn what I can from them in the new year. Yeah, so another place that was tops. I'm going to take it back to Minnesota because Minnesota. I mean we're a we're a nationwide. I'm sure a lot of show. our listeners probably frequent Minnesota quite often, so this is well. This one goes pertinent. out to Tony. Tony, he's in Minnesota. He'll know who it is. So I went to this place, Annalise, and Annalise. I want to. I hope I'm saying it correct, but Annalise was the purest of coffee bars I have ever been to. Like to their purest form of. Like snooty, high-end? It was the most minimalistic coffee bar ever. Had an espresso machine, pour-over, uh, and I'm I'm looking back at a photo right now because I I'm think... I'm going to need you to post some of these photos in either our feed or your feed, your personal feed, because you've he, got a lot of good photos. That night at Annalise, the guy behind the bar, super cool guy. Um, I want to say his name was George. I remember him very well because he made us... Four different pour overs, four different cups of coffee, and one was the first ever cold pour over I've ever had. A cold pour over. How how does that even work? So it's ice in a cup. Oh, so you're just you're still brewing it hot, but it ends up being over ice. Well, yes, and the way it's dosed is is different. I'm not a hundred percent knowledgeable on it. It's something that I want to try as the summertime comes back, but it's, it's, it, it, it. it allows you, uh, the, the ice is going to melt. And so instead of it being overwatered, it's properly balanced once the ah. ice starts to melt. So would you almost maybe make it probably too strong knowing that it's going to be diluted as the ice melts? That More. is the theory, but it okay. was, dude, it was incredible. Like cool. that, that, that one place we got four drinks had some incredible. They had counterculture, which that was really, really, uh, really Shout cool. Out to Durham. Yep. Yep. They had um, uh, George Howe, which is George Howe's like snooty coffee. It's like that a dude or a roaster? Yeah. Oh, dude. I, I'm. If you don't know who George Howe is in the coffee game, stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. And just go search it. He's like... After you finish the podcast, go search it. <laughs> no, you'll come back. You'll come back. Uh, but it, it seriously, they had like very, very good coffee on hand. And so uh, that was another one. That was another one. Cool. Very tops. So it sounds like a lot of your favorite coffee moments from this year were experience-based, you know, meeting new people. Going to new yeah. locations. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not it's not necessarily 
new locations. I just love going in and chatting with baristas that are passionate about their craft. It, 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 it like the decor, you know, and at one of our earlier episodes, we talked about the decor, leather, leather and, and wood, wood, right? And, and, and yeah, maybe that helps to, to narrow down the location when you're looking on, uh, a googly map. But I mean, she's the, it, it, if the barista is knowledgeable and like willing to talk or willing to explain different roast or different, willing to explain different drinks, that's a that's a top level place for me. And so, Absolutely. a lot of a lot of my wins this year were just baristas that made the experience really good. So another tops this year was being at the grand opening of Shiloh's. Oh yeah, that was one of our earlier episodes. You yeah. got to go up to Kentucky, right? Yeah, to Kentucky. So uh, a good friend of mine um, and a family member started a coffee shop called Shiloh's, and I was able to document the grand opening, um, and they're serving like my one of my favorite coffees. Um, Sunnegrass. It's where mm-hmm. I started drinking coffee, uh, and dude, it was it was really really cool. I had to do got to be able to do a pour over episode with Joe. Yep. Um, and uh, unofficial member. Oh, dude, it, I think he's been on about as much as Chad. <laughs> well, that's not a very high number to exceed, but yeah, I think you're correct. <laughs> so yeah, you went to Shiloh's. Yeah, it it was really like being there grand opening day, getting to talk with uh, the Sunnegroff's support staff as well as their social um, uh, and marketing team. That was really, really cool. Um, they were gracious enough to send me a multi-box uh, summer, like, exclusive. Sampler? Yeah, it was, it was very, very, very good. Like, cool. Yeah, it, it was really cool. I don't know why that reminded me, but I want to say it was in the spring. You and I actually went to Pure Intentions. That's a roaster in Charlotte that was having a latte art throwdown. Oh yeah, dude! And Poor that fest. was really that was really cool. Uh, I think they've done it for a couple of years now, but there were a lot of local baristas uh, in the Concord Charlotte area who basically you just made latte art and. That was really cool to kind of seeing the community. A lot of the people knew each other. They worked at different shops, but they were all friendly. And like I said, it was just a cool experience. And um, that's where we found, uh, that's where we heard about, was it Queen City Grinds? That's the first time I ever heard of it. Because I think the top three winners were employees at Queen City Grinds at that time. Yeah, I think the ultimate. barista that one was worked at queen city and maybe there's another person who worked at not just but you know getting out there we learned about queen city haven't been up there too much lately but when the time or two i've been there man their stuff was really good yeah their their stuff was really good we actually do you remember the time we ran 17 miles downtown charlotte (laughs) (laughs) we were only supposed to run 13 we ran to all of the not just coffee locations 
and we ended up we started at Queen City and ended up and we at Queen de- City. <laughs> we ended up at Queen City and we decided to get a latte after like had no food on our belly and decided to get a latte, caramel latte. My God. Mm, there, probably not. Milk no, was a bad choice. Milk <laughs> was a bad choice. Yeah, that's a side story real quick. Uh, Aaron and I have run, <laughs> ran a lot this year, and we, were, we had a nice 13-mile route to do a half marathon in Charlotte, running by all the Not Just Coffees. Well, I don't know, 10 miles in, somehow we made a wrong turn, and instead of running back toward Uptown Charlotte, we were running away from it. And we ran two story. miles the wrong we ran direction. Seventeen miles, and it <laughs> was hot and it sucked. But we finished, and then we had a big, nice, steaming hot cup <laughs> of latte. It was very good. It, it was, was just it probably was really good. It was just the, the, the worst thing to drink. Was not the best, but you live uh, and you learn. Okay, so one more, one more. Hit me with it. Coffee, uh, like eye-opening experience was. Twin City Hive, it's in Winston-Salem. Okay, so not Minnesota. The not Twin Minnesota. Nope. Okay. But Twin City Hive, the reason why I bring up Twin City Hive was for the experimental uh, cold brew that I had. So this cold brew, the beans, when they were green beans... And they were non-roasted, mm-hmm. were put in a bourbon barrel. Oh. So it was explained to me that green coffee beans are super absorbent. Very, very absorbent, meaning that the flavor will transfer into the bean like super easy. So he was explaining that a lot of times some of the flavors that we get are not necessarily from the actual bean, but maybe what it was stored in, maybe what it was stored in, or what it was hmm. near. And so, this gentleman was playing with a recipe of putting green coffee beans in a bourbon barrel, then roasting them, and then making a cold brew. And oh my God, that cold brew smelled like bourbon, uh-huh. and and even tasted like bourbon. Did it you was get a buzz off of it. No, I, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, it was uh, a beehive, like um, twin Queen city, uh, twin city hive. But um, <laughs> that was a terrible joke that didn't go very far. Uh, but it it didn't. No, I did not get a buzz. But it it packed a punch. It was there really go. good. It cool. was really good. So that's been that's been quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of stories that we have. Um, one, we would love to hear some of your uh, experiences of coffee in 2019. Uh, you can reach us at Instagram. You can reach us. You can comment on the show. Um, you can leave a message. I, seriously, we would love to hear it because. Um, a lot of what we do with coffee is just about the experience. It's about the conversations, about learning new things. I mean, we're currently experimenting with a pour over recipe that I can't wait to share. We shared one just recently, but mm-hmm. um, it's a different one it, than your. It is different, and it's okay. it's weird. Like it's 
I'm still trying to figure it out. Someone shared it with me, and I've reached out to a lot of other knowledgeable coffee people to see if they can replicate what I've been told, and I can't wait to share what we yeah. come up with. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, we've got hopefully a lot of uh, fun and interesting things planned for the new year. Hopefully in January we have a perhaps a brewing demonstration of some sorts that we are going to try to make happen at a local coffee shop. We're going to be trying to interview people that are more knowledgeable than us about coffee, roasters, coffee shop owners, stuff like that. We're going to even try to get Chad Lingenfeld back on the podcast, but that's been been a bear, but we yeah. still love Chad. We miss him. We, so we, again, have, a, we have a guest, uh, Aaron Moxley. Um, okay. He is a regional finalist uh, for the uh, Manual Brew um, Championship. Um, and he's going to be on uh, here shortly. Very excited. We've tried to line it up for months now, um, but it's actually going to happen. So we're very, very excited about that. Checks in the mail, buddy. It is. No, I'm so. just picking. We, like I said, hopefully got a lot of good content, guys. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email us. Hello at coffeesnobs.net. Send us uh, a link in social media. The easiest way is probably instagram coffee snobs podcast aaron if they want to reach out where can they find you a-a-r-o-n-b-e-a-v-e-r that's on instagram that's aaron beaver what about you tyler uh i'm on the twitter and instagram ty dancy t-y-d-a-n-c-y and our silent partner chad uh chad lingafell on all the social platforms all that good stuff so again, uh, guys, thank you for a great 2019. We got some good stuff coming for you in 2020, and we will catch you soon. Adios. Adios.